Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Colliding Dreams recounts the dramatic history of one of the most controversial and urgently relevant political ideologies of the modern era. The century-old conflict in the Middle East continues to play a central role in world politics. And yet, amidst this fierce and often lethal controversy, the Zionist idea of a homeland for Jews in the land of ancient Israel remains little understood and its meaning often distorted. Colliding Dreams addresses the void with a gripping exploration of Zionism's meaning, history, and future. And we are honored truly honored today to have with us the co-directors of Colliding Dreams. That would be Joseph Dorman and Oren Rudofsky. Gentlemen, welcome to Film School. Gentlemen, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I, I apologize. I didn't have you. You didn't hear my introduction, I assume, so I apologize for that. But welcome, nonetheless, uh, to this wonderful and very uh, deep, contra- uh, comprehensive look at the what ha- the essentially the why Israel came into existence, how it came into existence, the history, and all of the political uh, dynamics that were in place. It is a fantastic documentary, uh, Colliding Dreams. Um, I'll start with you, Joseph. Uh, tell me a little bit about your. How did you get involved uh, with the making of Colliding Dreams? Yeah. Well, the, the very short answer is that Oren, whose office was right next to mine, came over to me one day and said, "Would you like to make a film on Zionism?" Okay. <laughs> that's the short. <laughs> that's the short answer, and I think the long answer and is um, that I have been making a series of films about the nature of uh, identity and, and Jewish identity in the modern world. What does it mean to be Jewish? What What's the nature of identity in, in a world in flux like ours? And uh, previous films I've made have been about different ideas, different ways Jews have expressed their identity in the world. I made a film about a group of socialist Marxist intellectuals, I made a film about the great Yiddish writer Sholem Aleichem. All these things are about how you express your your sense of who you are today. So this seemed like a natural for me, and I've always been very, very attached to the state of Israel. Uh, We can talk more about that later. I first uh, visited when I was 18, unexpectedly, and a thrill ran up my spine. And since then, I've been somehow, like so many Jews, mentally and emotionally attached attached to the state of Israel. That That's very interesting. And Oren Rodofsky, I want to um, ask you, it's in the first uh, few uh, seconds of the film, uh, which is Colliding Dreams, is a film about Israel as seen through the eyes of Israelis. Is that, is that what you, uh, is that fair? The, the exact, the exact wording is seen through the eye of its inhabitants. Ah. Okay. Because um, the inhabitants, uh, of course, as we know, include uh, Jews, Christians, and Muslims, and uh, the Christians and Muslims are Palestinians who live both in Israel proper, uh, pre-67, and in the occupied territories, or what other people call 
Samaria and Judea or, um, you know, Palestine. Um, so that's what we mean when we say it's inhabitants. Okay. Well, now, in the film, it's uh, in addition to being a primer on the history of Zionism, a history of uh, the Jewish people, uh, the the uh, the uh, the roots in uh, Palestine. It's also has a number of many different voices. You you in the process of of making this film, you were you gathered up. I'm going to say a couple of dozen, and probably more than that, of people, very intelligent, uh, thoughtful uh, uh, commentaries on all of this. Tell me a little bit about the process that you went through in gathering up the this array of people that are involved with uh, Colliding Dreams. Um, you, um, go ahead, Oren. Go ahead, Oren. Okay. Uh, well, it was a process that Joe and I went through together. I mean, we we uh, know uh, people in Israel, and, and uh, we've been to Israel um, or several times, but uh, we gathered people who we knew knew that history and whose families made up that history. So our initial group of people were those who were older, who lived through a significant part of of Israeli history, either as Israelis or Palestinians, um, and we thought that would would be able that story would be able to be told through five or six characters and their families. We realized after our first uh, filming uh, trip that we would have to expand it because the story is extremely complicated. It is. And, and I'll ask you, Joseph, let's go to some basic questions, because you did gather up a lot of dis- different voices, people with very different perspectives on the history of Israel. Um, but I want to go to some basic things here. Is there a working definition of Zionism that sort of a uh, – is there an encapsulated version of that that you could uh, t- tell our listeners or describe for our listeners? Um, yeah, I, yes, there is. And yes, there is. And yes, there isn't. Right. And that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But the simplest, just to make it simple, Zionism is a modern political movement that grew out of the late 19th century that sought a national homeland for the Jews. That's in its basic form. It sought autonomy, political independence, and a safe place for Jews in the world. That's it in its most basic form. Of course, what what has gotten tricky about it is that that political impulse grew out of a religious impulse. The religious impulse, uh, beginning with the Jewish diaspora two thousand years earlier, that 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 um, that urged the Jews to return to the Holy Land, the place that Judaism was born, to to return to the sacred place. And so, the national idea, as so many national ideas in the world, was always infused with a religious fervor. And even though it began as a purely secular movement, Jews disaffected from religion, ultimately that religious fervor worked its way back into Zionism. So now you have a group of Jews who believe that it can't just be a state, but that state has to encompass the old biblical territory. And that's where the colliding dreams begin. Yeah, it is. And Well, I'll, I'll ask you, um, Oren, it, it, would you consider the current 
governance or the current state of Israel as a secular state, or is it, or is it not? Is it something else? Uh, well, it, it it is it is both actually. I mean, it's a secular state, and there's a there's a supreme court that is a secular court. But uh, as as all Israelis know, um, there's also um, religious. Uh, control of, for example, civil. Uh, there's no such thing as civil unions in in Israel. You need to be married by a religious figure who is approved by by certain rabbis or imams or or Christian uh, patriarchs. Um, and so it it is both. Okay. Well, let's go back. You know, one thing. Go ahead, I, go ahead please. Can, can I add something there? Sure. Of course. Um, just that, you, you know, we, we often forget, particularly in America, or maybe we don't forget, that this relationship between religion and nationalism, between the secular and the religious, is a very, is a very powerful and ambiguous one. Mm-hmm. America was, was created as a secular culture, of course, but we see even in our own country vast divides over the nature and place of religion in, in American culture, and this is happening of course, all over the world in many, many countries. So Israel happens to be a particularly uh, um, difficult case of this, but it's, it's in fact no different than, than many other countries in the world. I, I, and, and I would just say to add to that, you know, the, the religious uh, effect on the country on the Sabbath, public buses do not run. Um, on, on major holidays, public buses do not run, and all services are are closed. So it, 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 it's very different than the U.S., and and that's where it comes from. Yeah, it, it is. It is a fascinating. Uh, it's a fascinating juxtaposition, or this the tension, I should say, is, uh, between the religious and and the secular in Israel, as you said, all, all around the world. Here we are, the United States, in the midst of a, a campaign for the presidency, and we're hearing very, very different perspectives from candidates on the place religion has in our society. It's certainly something that that is an ongoing dialogue, sometimes tirade between the two different sides. But uh, right. but it is something, and and you know I, I I appreciate that because if you step back from the world as you as you just described, it's almost difficult to find countries that are not in fact in the throes of some some degree of argument over just what we're talking about here. It, exactly, and you know you you have France where. Um there was this question, you know, laïcité in France, this deep belief in the secular thing and whether whether women could wear veils. You have Ted Cruz here talking about asking other candidates to prayerfully consider dropping out of the race. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, what we discovered, Israel was created in 48 at a moment in history where people felt religion had been effectively, in many ways, sidelined as a public phenomena and turned into a private phenomena. And and what we've learned in the last 30 or 40 years is, of course, that anything but true. You know, people want to do away with religion. They want to do away with nationalism. Right. And these are, and, and, and you see it in, in particular strength in, or a particular problem of this in Israel, these two powerful forces, which people sometimes see 
as deeply problematic are fundamentally human. They're, right. they're part of us. So the notion of doing away with either of these things or thinking somehow one can easily deal with them is a myth. It just it just can't be done. And and I'm going to be- one, one, Go one more sure. one more thing about that, which is interesting, is after the Holocaust, of course, the state of Israel was born in '48, and the leadership uh, was well aware of the fact that many many ultra religious Jews were killed in the Holocaust in in larger proportions than secular Jews who who knew non-Jews and were able, in some cases at least, to escape. So when the state was born, there was a recognition and a desire to to allow there to be a a religious component to to what the state was, to to honor that tradition. You know, Oren, just what you're talking about, it would take us hours. We We could spend the rest of the day discussing just what you're talking about right now in terms of the impact the the situation uh, regarding in my opinion it's sort of the uh, uh the birth of israel is is such is a unique uh, i i would argue in the annals of 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 history in terms of how it came to be in in the 19 was 1948 if i am i correct is it correct 1948 yeah. those circumstances were extraordinary and i i can't help but think that under the the sort of the forging of this of this country it's created uh within it a, a, a certainly a heightened sense of where they have come from where they are and where they're going in in ways that are polling and tugging at the at the electorate and it, and also in the region in ways that would not you would not find in very many other places in the world this sort of this heightened sense of how Israel came to be this modern the modern state it is is at the, at many ways at the, at the root of why so many of the issues that have come up in that region exist uh, I, I am i wrong in sort of pointing is there a historic reference that we that we would be able to correlate with with the establishment of the state of israel uh, yeah well i would just say that um uh, i'm sure joe wants to add to this but jerusalem is a city which is revered by three yeah. uh religious traditions yeah. and uh so and and many Americans uh, look at Israel and at Jerusalem as as you know it's the Holy Land it's where where Jesus you know, was born uh, and died so so that uh, that powerful drive by all three religions to have a piece of the, the country to to be there is is at the root of. Of, of many of these problems. That's not answering your question. Maybe Joe can answer it better. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think that's a good point, Oren, that, that, but, but I think that um, there, isn't, there isn't another case like this. This is the only case where there are other states that have been born out of, out of U.N. Uh, decrees, but they tend to be states where those people live. They're just demarcating lines. This is, this is the only case where a people has moved en masse from one part of the globe to another and reclaimed land that they had not. I mean, there have always been Jews there for, for, for thousands of years since, since the diaspora, but this is a unique case. It's a remarkable case. I mean, the whole notion when Theodore Herzl first 
uh, espoused this idea to his colleagues, I mean, they laughed in his face, right? I mean, who would have ever thought this would have happened? And it's both the great pride, I think, of the Jewish people that, that they could undertake something like this, but it's also, of course, led to, to much sorrow as well because of the disputes over the land. We're speaking with the co-directors of the documentary um, Colliding Dreams, that would be Joseph Dorman and Oren Rudofsky, and it is an extraordinary film, and I'm going to say it again for people, they should seek this out, because it offers you such a, a, a wonderful array of opinions and historical references and facts and the politics and all of these things truly colliding into one another in this in this uh, oasis of democracy, arsenal of democracy, but also uh, the the flashpoint for so many very very naughty n o n I'm sorry very complex yeah that's what I meant to say yeah so many I'll just say complex issues forget that and and it is and it's just no way again we could spend hours just kind of unpacking uh, all of these different circumstances that came into play you're right you have the three major religions of the world who find who are who believe in the that this is the holiest of places for their religions in one within a few feet of one another and then you throw in the the, the devastation of the holocaust and the migration and the palestinians who who many of whom were we're moved um, off of that land. It's just it it is, and I, I applaud you and your film for giving us this all of these different colors within the spectrum of this this region of the world or this country, I should say. Um, you know, go ahead. Well, I was just going to just to follow up on that. I was just going to say because I think that you you've hit on something that's really crucial, which is this idea of these many, many different voices. And I think that if Orrin and I had a wish that when someone comes out of this film, that, that their head is spinning in a, in a comfortable way, in the sense that we weren't, you know, many people grew up with very singular narratives about what Israel was about, what Zionism was about, that those singular narratives can no longer be... Uh, Told there are multiple narratives, Jewish and Palestinian, and and we're not looking to solve anything. We're looking for people to come in there and be able to to come out of that movie and debate these things, to look at it from all sides. That's really crucial for us to for people to challenge their own point of view and find another one in the film, and and think about that as well. That's really really important to us. And 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 I'm also uh, heartened to see the voices of uh, uh, people speaking on uh, from the perspective of the of the Palestinians. And I know from reading about your both of your biographies uh, is that this there there are some troubling things that are are going on um, have happened uh, over the course of the history of Israel that you um, struggle with. You wrestle with how things are. I, I assume. With how things are unfolding, um, and I would assume something to do with what is the fate of the Palestinians within within Israel's borders. What are Israel's borders? There's all kinds of things, even within just a very narrowly constrict or, uh, constructed uh, point of view. Well, I, we we you know I think all uh, many Jews uh, are str- young and old are struggling with with is with Israel and from a place of love yeah. 
of Israel, which which Joe and I both both have. But uh, we see a younger generation, especially uh, who don't know the history, who only see know the occupation, and who don't really understand the the desperate need of the Jews and and don't understand the complexity of it we're hoping that people grandparents will bring their grandchildren and parents will bring their children to this film because it's a way to get past the divide of uh, often of what young people on campuses today are are delving into and what their parents perspectives are yeah it, it just is only again i urge people to to check this film out it is opening today at the lemley royal in los angeles uh it will be opening i believe in, in two other theaters in in los angeles oh, and also yes the, Lem- well. the lemley town center in encino and here in orange county at the edwards west park eight here in irvine it's opening it, it and it's uh, again I, I cannot emphasize enough if you want a starting point to form an opinion about what is happening in the Middle East and also certainly about what's going on with Israel and its relationship to its neighbors and its history, the history of the Jewish people. This is a fantastic place to begin that journey. Um, I, I Just real quick, this is a little bit of a tangent in a way, but I, I know from my research that even within the Zionist movement, back going back to the United States, uh, diaspora of, of Zionist, uh, there was even a, a substantial number who were opposed to a the Israeli state, and not in the way. Let me let me back up. There was a lot of people who were not interested in a singular uh, Israeli state. That the idea was to be a binational confederation, almost going back to well, goes back to the 30s. So there's not even there has been some. Uh, lack of consensus even am i am, am I, I just want to make lots sure I'm... Of, lots of pushback yeah uh reform jews in this country often were opposed to a state at all yeah. there are many forms of zionism there right. was a smaller movement calling for by by a binational state one which palestinians and jews shared yeah. and and there were and we should mention that ultra orthodox jews were opposed to the modern Zionist idea that men and women could create a state as opposed to God and the Messiah. And there are many Jews in Israel who still believe that. Mm-hmm. And, and one, you know, just to follow up a little on that, I, everything that Oren says is absolutely right. I, I, this is a little bit of my bias, perhaps more, more than Oren's, I'm not sure, but you know, a lot of people nowadays talk about a binational state as well, and I think that there are some people who believe it can happen. I think that one has to be very careful about that, particularly from an American perspective. Yeah. Um, when we, when I talked to Hanan Ashrawi, who's head of the PLO, when Oren and I were there, she was still for a two-state solution, as, as are most Israeli Jews, I think, um, because these two people have a lot uh, to work out for themselves, that the notion that these, from the very beginning, despite those efforts, these are two peoples who have their own cultures, and as we know from other parts of the globe, where different ethnicities try to mix, it often is quite difficult. So yeah. while we want peace and we want coexistence, one has to be very careful about 
about what you wish for in the Middle East and think th- and think things could be solved for by just having a single state. Unfortunately, problems run deeper than that. I think. Right. I. I in and, my and the, go ahead. Go ahead, Orr. And the and the you know the idea of colliding dreams and the question of one or two state solution. You know, some people joke about there being a three state solution because. The Jews, them, you know, the Israelis themselves, those who believe in the whole land, and and secular Jews who want just a democratic state, are 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 colliding yeah. in their visions as as well. So uh, that that is one of the dark humor jokes that goes around, as opposed to the opinion of uh, one one of our characters, Yoel Ben Nun, which is that until the Jews of Tel Aviv, who are secular, uh, listen to the settlers, and until the settlers can hear the perspectives of the Jews, secular Jews from Tel Aviv, and embrace their narrative, that there can be no peace between them or with the Palestinians. Well, and in my humble opinion, I think the opportunity for a binational confederation uh, has has past in the sense that it may be it may have been possible in the 50s and maybe even into the 60s but i think once the the, the six-day war occurred i think that hardened the, so much of the sort of uh, mm. attitudes and positions i i think in in just in my reading i, I think that would have been the, sort of the window closing on that but it, it who know i think over time things can get to a point where there's a level of trade and and cultural exchanges that that would soften some of the edges of what's been what has happened over these many years and maybe as you described it there is an opportunities down the line but i think it's it's a i agree with you joseph it's a ways off if ever if it's ever going to happen but uh i i am what our hope is our hope i think you know i also agree uh with joe and with hanan ashwari who was just a correction the head of the Palestinian Authority or a leader of the Palestinian Authority that a, a, a separate state for Palestinians and Jews is essential uh, at this point in time uh, and and as to whether that's possible that it in itself is a question that can't be answered yeah I I am I am so sorry that I have to wrap this up because honestly gentlemen I we could talk for a long time we really haven't scratch the surface of so many of these issues uh, assimilation uh the, the just there's so just the, the the way that all these things unfolded the there's so many things in your film colliding dreams people see this it's a, i think it's a, not only an entertaining and educational film but it's also provocative it will cause you to think and to talk with others about uh israel and and the issues surrounding the middle east and the, it's such such a critical thing in our world to know more about um it's been an honor to talk with both of you thank you so much for being on film school thank, thank, thank you so you. much for We've having really that. enjoyed yeah. it yeah, yeah. yeah. the director yeah. the co-directors are joseph dorman uh as well as oren rudovsky uh the co-directors of the wonderful documentary colliding dreams gentlemen thank you so much Thank you. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.